Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Hallelujah. Well, I get the honor and the privilege to bring you a message this morning. Um, I'm excited. Uh, last Sunday, we heard from Wayne, and he spoke on the cup of salvation. When he said that, I said, man, that's what I was speaking on. How can I even come up against that? And... Um, and then as, as I went back, I went home, I, I could see how Wayne did it, and I went to look at mine to see if it's too much the same, and I'm thinking, man. But I got home, and I thought, well, it's, there's a little difference of a twist. Um, there's a little difference, and so what I'm thinking is that God just really put that in our laps for Thanksgiving. So I'm thinking God's just trying to say it again one more time, loud and clear about um, lifting up the cup of salvation. And, and where I'm going with it is that uh, I think that there's a temptation to say that God has done so much for me, what can I do for him? And I think a lot of lay people, a lot of Christians, we fall into that category where we feel like there's something that we needed to go out and do that we can, we can like, um, God, I'm just going to go serve the church for the rest of my life. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, man, I'm just going to go help the poor. God, I'm going to start tithing because that thing you just did for me was just so awesome. I can't believe you're such a good God. And those things are good, and those are a result of what God's done in our life. But so often, and, and I'm sure you guys probably don't, but I, I, I know I tend to want to go out and do something for God like it's some kind of recompense or like it's some kind of repayment for what he's done for me. And so the first point I want to make today how can we pay God back for all the goodness, kindness, and mercy, and love he has shown us? And the first point I want to make is that we can never pay God back. Okay? We just can't. It's impossible. In Psalms um, 69, 30-31, it says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull, with its horns and hooves. Now, in the Old Testament, they used to sacrifice animals as an offering to God. And I think over, the, over that time, many people start saying, well, I'll get my best and I'll give it to God. And I've done my duty. You know, I've, I've paid him back for what. And, and um, so the reason ox or bull isn't sufficient is because many felt that by offering this to God, they felt they were offering something in repayment to God for his great mercy and kindness in their life. Psalms 59 uh, through 17 um, explain this pretty well. It says, I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor the goats of, out of thy folds, for the beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. I will eat the flesh of bulls and drink the blood of goats. Mm -mm. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows to the Most High. What he's saying is that he owns it all anyway. It's not ours to give it back. Amen? Um, how many times have you experienced the goodness of God in your life and then weeks and months later you find yourself saying something like this? God, how could you let this happen to me? Huh? Amen? I know I have. I know you guys probably haven't, but I mean, I think if we're all human, we'd be able to admit that there are times we've 
we've talked to God honestly and said, God, I can't believe you've let this happen, you know. And um, simply put, we forget. We forget the great things that God has done in each one of our lives. He is such a good God. And, and we know that we live in a world of sin and the bad things are going to happen, not just to bad people, but to good people. And how many, how many times you look at, man, that guy is just rotten. God, how, how come he's got this beautiful home and millions of dollars and a nice car? You know, and, and you start going on and on and you're thinking, man, how can he be so blessed? It doesn't matter, you know, that, that's, that's not the point. the point. The point is that how many times have you experienced the goodness of God in your life and then found yourself kind of grumbling later? Well, we forget. And that's just it. The second point is not to forget the benefits of the Lord. Okay, in Psalm, the psalmist reminds us in Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. So I think that the key, the second point I want to make is to forget not his benefits. So when you find yourself thanking God for all the greatness and goodness and then a year later something happens and, and you go, God, why has this happened? Go back and read Psalms 103. It's a beautiful, we're going to go through it because he goes on and, and, and you get to see and hear some of the great benefits that he has. It says, uh, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeemeth my life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth my mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteous and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. How many are grateful for that? That God hasn't taken it out on us for all the things that we've done wrong. Amen? Um, for as high as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward him that fear him. Think about that. Think about how high the heaven goes. I can't stop anywhere. <laughs> I can't stop. I keep thinking. I keep going up. I go past Jupiter and Mars. And all these planets, I'm thinking. And then, and then we got other solar systems. You know, it's unfathomable. That's how, that is how high his mercy is for you this morning. That is something to be thankful for. As far as the east is from the west, another good one, one of my favorites, so far as he removed my transgressions from me. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame. That means he knows you. He remembereth that we are dust, because he made us. As for man, his days are as grass, as flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall 
know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto his children's children. That's another awesome thing to be able to trust the Lord and know that his blessings are not only to you, but to your children's children. Amen. To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. The third point I'd like to make this morning, there's a proper response. There really is. There's an answer to this. So what is, I call it the debtor's response, the proper debtor's response to God that we can make that is acceptable to him, okay? And it's not that this is repayment, because again, I think we've established we can't repay God. In fact, there's no way because he's opened our eyes so that we can see the truth. So therefore, it's just another one of his blessings that he's done for each one of us, that he's opened our eyes to see it. But this is something that is acceptable to God. Psalms 116.12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Verse 13 says, I will take the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Psalms 51, and I think this really brings it home. 51.17 says that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Thou wilt, O God, thou wilt not despise. So what we can do, the proper response is to come before God and say, Lord, here I am. Here, the cup of salvation. Fill me up. I want to play a short video real quick, and then I'm going to come back and wrap this up. It was really hard to kind of keep this all down to something tight and say what I want to say. So we're going to listen to a quick story, and I'll be right back. Or watch, I think. Yeah. We are. Good. Horatio Spafford was a well-known lawyer and businessman in Chicago in the 1860s, where he lived with his wife Anna and their five children. He had invested heavily in real estate along the shores of Lake Michigan. He was a prosperous man and a devout Christian. However, in 1870, a series of events began to turn Horatio's world upside down. That year, Horatio and Anna's only son died of scarlet fever at the tender age of only four. 
Spaffords were still grieving the loss of their son, the Great Chicago Fire broke out and destroyed nearly every one of Horatio's investments. His entire life savings was gone. decided to take his wife and four daughters on a holiday to England, where they planned to accompany the famous evangelist D.L. Moody on his next crusade. However, just before they set sail, a last-minute business development forced Horatio to delay. Not wanting to ruin the family holiday, he persuaded his family to go on as planned, and he would follow along later. With this decided, Horatio stayed in Chicago while Anna and the girls boarded the French steamship Ville du Havre to set sail for England. But several days later, Horatio received devastating news. The Ville du Havre had been struck by an iron sailing vessel from England. The ship sank in only 12 minutes, claiming the lives of 226 passengers. It was the worst disaster in naval history until the sinking of the HMS Titanic 40 years later. received the telegraph from Anna from Wales. It read these six words. Survived alone. What should I do? The Spafford's four daughters were among those who perished. Pretty moving story, amen. Um, 
So Anna gave birth after they uh, lost their children. They came back. Anna gave birth to three more children, one of which died at the age of four with dreaded pneumonia. In August 1881, the Spaffords moved to Jerusalem. Mr. Spafford, Mr. Spafford died and is buried in that city. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7. Horatio's faith in God never faltered. He later wrote to Anna's half-sister, On Thursday last, we passed over the spot where she went down in the middle of the ocean and the water's three miles deep. But I do not think of our dear ones there. They are safe, dear lambs. After Anna was rescued, Pastor Nathaniel Weiss, one of the ministers traveling with the surviving group, remembered hearing Anna say, God gave me four daughters. He acknowledged that God gave them to him. They weren't his. Now they have been taken from me. Someday I will understand why. Naturally, Anna, Anna was utterly devastated, but she testified in her grief and despair. She had been conscious of a soft voice speaking to her. You were saved for a purpose. She remembered something about a friend who had once said, it is easy to be grateful and good when you have so much, but take care that you are not fair-weathered friend of God. Following this deep tragedy, Anna gave birth to three more children, but she and Horatio were not spared even more sadness. On February 11th, 1880, their only son, Horatio, named after the brother who had died, and also after his father, also died at the age of four. Further, in August of 1881, this this. The Spaffords left America with a number of like-minded Christians and settled in Jerusalem. There they served, and this is just really awesome. There they served helping the needy, the poor. They cared for the sick. They took in homeless children. Their desire was to show those living about them the love of Jesus. Horatio Spafford died of malaria on 16th of October of 19 of 1888. Span, uh, Anna Spafford continued to work in the surrounding areas of Jerusalem until her own death in 1923. Both Horatio and Anna were laid to rest in Jerusalem, and it can truly be said in the words that Spafford penned that it is well with their souls. I believe they found a point where they were able to lift up the cup of salvation and say, God, use me one more time. Fill it up. And God used them. I don't think too many of us can tell a story like that. Okay? So we're, we're grateful. I don't want to tell stories like that. Okay? But God is good. And Horatio and his wife found that place where God is still good in their life. And wanted to still do what God had called them. And recognize that nothing in life is theirs it's all God's, and if God decides to take it, then we'll find out later why. So the first point was, can we pay back God? No, we can never pay him back. How do we remember that? By not forgetting his benefits. And what's the proper response? 
lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Fourth point I just want to make today to remember that we are in debt to God forever. Every move that we make in love and holiness is a move that God himself supplies. Let me say that again. Let it sink in. Every move that we make in love and holiness is a move that God himself supplies. So we are going deeper and deeper into debt by our obedience in, with God. Paul states in Corinthians 15.10, By the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me is not without effect. No, I worked harder than all the others, he says, yet not I, but the grace of God that is in me. 1 Corinthians 15.10 What shall I return to the Lord for his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Guys, it doesn't get any better than this. It really doesn't. Isn't it awesome that there's nothing that we have to do to gain this greatness that God gives us, this, this goodness, His mercy, all His love is poured out on us. Here's the good news. You must remain a debtor to Christ forever. Ever. If you really want to make God's day, hold up an empty cup. Say, God, fill me up. Use me again. One more time. One more time. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, you got the, there it is. I'm sorry. We're going to take this time now to be thankful, to lift up our cups and say, God, use us one more time. Use us in this next year, in the next five years the next 20 years and we're not going to forget his benefits so we're going to be reminded this morning of God's great benefits in our lives who wants to start you want to start nope I think he was just praising the Lord he'll start I gotta tell you hard for me to talk this way sometimes but I feel like I've been the most worthless person in the world this morning the Lord woke me up I've been up since about 3 o'clock in the morning that's why I'm right, the way I am right now I think but anyway he put this on my heart and I want to share it with you to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven <laughs> so much to me it's a time to be born and a time to die time to plant a time to pluck up a time to kill a time to heal 
a time to break down and to build up, a time to weep and a time to dance, to cast away stones, to gather stones together, to embrace and to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, to keep And a castaway, a time to rent, a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. But here's the thing, he has made everything beautiful in his time. Also he has set the world in their heart. No man can find out the work that God makes from the beginning to the end. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, it's something I think sometime we all need to read to remember where we came from and where we're at right now. He's been there every time I went through any of these things. And sometimes when I'm looking at where I was, where I'm at now, I say, God, I'm not worth it. You should even die for me. What greater love has anybody? Thank you. I've had hardships in my life, but you know what? God is faithful, and all is well with my soul. And all I can say is that I am not a fair-weather Christian, that I'll follow him no matter what. And the reason why I want to stick around for a while longer is because I'm worried about my wife. Otherwise, I'm ready to go home. But instead of being like Job's friends, tell him to curse God and die, I'd rather bless God and die. <laughs> oh, amen. So... As long as I'm here on earth, I'm going to give him praise and do his will. Some of you know that from a financial perspective, this has been the most challenging year uh, that Barb and I have had in the last 25 years. Um, but in the midst of that, uh, at the same time, we have seen the faithful hand of God in so many ways, um, including anonymous gifts that I'm sure came from some who are here. Um, but God has given us every step of the way exactly what we needed when we needed it. Um, and I just want to testify to his goodness. He has not forsaken us ever, and he will not. He is a good God. Um, I wanted to do this without crying, but it's, it's not going to work. Um, I thank Lainey for saying there's seasons in our life. 
And the Lord has given me this next season, and I have this job that I'm very thankful for. And I thank the Lord, he says, in all trials and tribulations, count it all joy. And I love my job, but I don't like some of the nudges and the growing that he's asked me to do. And as I prepared for Thanksgiving service, I found in um, John 12, and it says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? This is Jesus talking. Father, save me from this hour. And uh, you all know that Jesus' trials and tribulations, he counts it all joy. And he said, no. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And it says further down, then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. That's our cup of salvation. And so, all the growth, every moment, it doesn't matter if somebody's died or whatever. Whatever trial or tribulation the Lord puts in your life. And mine isn't anything compared to a lot of people. But when we were asked to grow and to give again, that's our cue, guys. Glorify your name. And that's what I came up with for Thanksgiving. I was recently in uh, Illinois doing some deer hunting up there and uh, had kind of an unexpected event happen. Uh, the guy I stay with, Chris, um, um, hires um, homeless people from a shelter and stuff like that. And he's got a big place and he needs uh, help every now and then. And so he had a couple of them working there uh, while I was up there. And he's got two, three garages. It's a big place. Anyway, it was a lady. I think her name was Maria. She's working in this other garage. And him and I were doing something else. And he says, you know, Maria's not saved. And I don't know how she could not be being around him. He's a pretty bold guy. But um, So I just started praying about it. And uh, when she came back over to where we were, <laughs> I just... I says, Maria, what do you think about Jesus? And um, she says, oh, I pray to him every day, you know, and when I get up in the morning and so forth. I says, uh, do you know who Donald Trump is? He says, yeah, he's the president of the United States. I says, yeah, I, I know who he is too, but I don't know him personally, do you? She says, no, I don't know him. I says, I didn't think so. I says, that's the difference between knowing who someone is and knowing them personally. And I just shared the gospel with her. Um, And she says, well, I never heard that before. You know, this is a homeless lady. She's living in a shelter. And I can kind of identify with that right now since we're homeless at this time. And uh, so when I shared the gospel with her, I just said, 
All you have to do is uh, mean it in your heart and pray with me. I'll just say a prayer and you repeat the words. So she says, yeah, I'd like to do that. So anyway, uh, the Holy Spirit led her to the Lord uh, that morning. She thought she was just coming to work for another day's work. And uh, she had her sins forgiven and repented of them. And I'm going to see her in heaven again. I'll probably see her before that. He'll probably have her. They've been back there before. I've seen her there before. But um, he always likes to hire these people that are down and out and are having a rough time of it. And, um, you know, but now she's a daughter of the king. Amen. Amen. And she has an inheritance, uh, which she didn't have just a little while before that. So I have a lot of things to be thankful for, but I'm just thankful that whoever thought when you'd go deer hunting in another state that you'd get an opportunity out, out and about like that to uh, uh, bring somebody to Jesus. So God is always on. Amen? Amen. And he's searching for these souls, and I'm just very grateful for Maria's soul. Hallelujah. I'm just grateful for the most powerful ministry trip I've ever been on that I went to Nigeria in March. And I, I just am always amazed at how much more there is to God that we don't know. It's like he pulls layers off. I've, I've never seen such power in my life displayed. And I, I couldn't believe I was there watching just, just masses masses of people just falling everywhere all over the ground it was it was just the most amazing thing and it it was like waves after wave after wave because it was night after night after night and the lord just just blanketed the whole place with his presence and i've never been in in his presence like that before and i was like what who am i to be here to see this how he loves these people he just he just poured out his love on those people in the most powerful way i'll never 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 forget it i'm so grateful that i got to go and it was just totally i mean he just paid for it in like three weeks it was just a miracle and i've never had that happen either so i'm just i'm just grateful for his great provision for his great power and that he's willing to take us places and show us more of himself and, and who, why? Well, who who does that? He just he just he just loves us, and we just don't even realize. Um, we don't. Amen. Test one two. Nope. Test. Got it. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you, brother. You you brought something to mind. I want. I think I should share. You know, years ago, I used to work for New Life Evangelistic Center up on 1411 Locust, and I was on duty at that time. You know, we would do a daytime things where I had to be in the lobby at all times answering the phone and praying with people when they called up for prayer but 
This particular day I was there, it was boring. There was nothing going on, nothing at all. I mean, nobody came in. I was just sitting there and sitting there. I said, Lord, is this all I'm here for? Can you send somebody in here that I can share the gospel with you? And I was sitting there maybe about two or three minutes, and this woman came running in and says, Tell me, what do I have to do to be born again? I said, take a seat. Well, anyway, I prayed with her. She was born again. I said, now all you have to do is let Jesus guide your life the rest of the way. I think this verse for me from the scriptures has been a, a mainstay. I found myself once at the beginning of it, and now I see myself at the end of it. And the verse is from Psalm 37, verse 25. I was young, and that was good. Now I'm old. That may, it doesn't matter. <laughs> One end of the spectrum or the other. I was young, and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. And the second thing that I want to say is when Dan was talking about lifting up the cup and the thing that really gripped me was there are times when the reason why my cup is empty more often than not is the truth that I leak. But God is faithful to fill it up and the last thing that I want to say, once an enemy, now seated at his table, that, that is just mind-boggling when you think of that magnitude of that truth. I am grateful beyond words. I'm grateful to be knit to the people in this body and I underscore the word knit strength for today bright hope for tomorrow blessings all mine with 10,000 besides no matter what this life holds his presence his strength and peace that endureth I think we get time for two more, maybe. Um, I just want to thank God for His His good care for for us and for our children. Um, especially this year, I think about Caleb and how God made it possible for him to go to Taylor debt free, and that's just that's just amazing. Um, you know that um, we're not rich, but he is rich, and we're his children, and he takes care of us. And I'm sure all of you guys can think of ways that he has been faithful um, to take care 
um, the people at the school and just so many ways in our family's life that he has provided um, that he's a good shepherd and he's a good father and he takes care of all our needs and I thank him We got room for as many as we got. <laughs> I'm reading a book right now called Unbroken. Um, it's about um, a man named uh, Louis Zamperini. And um, it's set during World War II. It's a true story. Um, he got captured by the Japanese after his plane went down. He spent uh, over 40 some odd days on a raft at sea. And it was harrowing. But when he fell into the hands of the Japanese, what he suffered on that raft was nothing. Every day was beatings, brutality, demeaning, starvation, and I'm learning some things in reading this book that I hadn't known. A great thing about history and biography, you're always learning something. And I'm, I'm learning about the vicious arrogance, the hatred, the entire different mindset of the Japanese at that time, which was... I can't even comprehend how a human being can do what they did to other people. And I was just sitting and reflecting about that and thinking about how awful they were to the Chinese people, to the Filipino people, to the people on the islands that they conquered, to the POWs that they captured. And the Lord broke right into the middle of my thought processes and he said I came for a fallen world and I came for them also in the condition that they were in their society their mindset worshipping their emperor as a god and it was humbling because I had never done any of the things that they perpetrated on the people that they subjected. But have I done things wrong? Made wrong choices and decisions? Yes. So, it made me appreciate all the more that Jesus came and saved me. But he also came for those that are completely, completely undone, just like me. I was just thinking that the Lord uh, spoke to me. He said, you are richer than many of the rich people. They have their money, their cars, their homes, the luxury, jewelries, everything. But what do they really have? Nothing. But you have me. You, I am your Lord and Savior. And that makes you much richer than most of those. 
Well, it's been three years ago that we moved into the new house that we have. Um, <laughs> it was this very week um, after our house burned down and moved into it. And I remember our first Thanksgiving, we had a chicken because um, just moving in and having to buy groceries and get that all organized was just more than than I could do. It just was a lot. And so we had a chicken, but it was just a glorious chicken. Just so grateful to be in the new house and enjoying um, such a shock, you know, coming from March 3rd when our house burned down and the only thing we came out with was our purse and the clothes we had on. And, you know, we had nothing, nothing. And, you know, even when the firemen said, you know, you guys have no place to go, but the Red Cross provides for situations like this, you can go to the Drury Inn. I mean, when the house was burning down, it never occurred to me. <laughs> I have nowhere to go. I mean, it's just that every step through that process, God was with us. And I stand in shock at how quickly he can restore and how quickly he can bring clothes to, your, to you when you have none, how he can take care of you when, you know, I mean, that whole process of getting to the point of having the house built and everything to put in it was a lot of decisions and a lot of miraculous provision on his part. And I just stand in awe, and I'm very, very thankful. Hi. Um. I know a lot of you, I don't know some of you, I'm Val my name is Valerie Greasy. Um, the verse that God had put on my heart this year is in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Um, it says, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me and let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And I think the word that has stuck out in my mind is daily. We get to commit to that daily. I'm just thankful for that His mercies come new in the morning. And we can commit to that no matter what we've done the day before. You know, I just think that's beautiful. Um, thankful for my family and the ministry we have um, together. For a little while, I used to think it was John's ministry, but I do believe it's our family's, our family's ministry too. So um, thankful for this church family as well and the Greasies. Eli, did you want to say anything? What are you thankful for? Anything? You be, okay, he said something a minute ago, now he's going to be shy. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Can we all stand for a minute? I'm going to close the service with a song. I bet you can't, can't guess what song we're going to do. <laughs> um, can we all just lift up our cup let's just begin to thank God for his mercies that are new every morning for his graciousness his love his compassion his faithfulness in all things
what I'm most graceful is for what he did on the cross for us because it's eternal when he said it was finished it was finished another thing I'm totally grateful is for his peace that passes all understanding and I'm thankful that I'm in debt to him forever so we raise our cup of salvation to you Lord and we call upon your name fill it one more time Fill it, fill it again and again. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never thirst again. Amen. Amen.